the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Happy Maundy Thursday, if such a thing can be said. Well, today on the program, we'll begin with some of the day's headlines and then a conversation with uh, Jason uh, Koash. He's the author of A Recipe for Biblical Success. And then we'll share this week's Christian Outlook. It's an Easter special edition, and that will feature Pastor Philip DeCourcy of the ministry Know the Truth, explaining the meaning of propitiation, the paying of a price in order to satisfy justice. We'll hear from Albert Moeller, the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, focusing on the significance of the empty tomb in Matthew 28. And pastor and radio programmer Alistair Begg helps answer the question of what it means to really believe in Christ by looking at 1 Corinthians 15. That's all coming up in the second hour of today's program. And just a peek ahead at Friday. Friday will be featuring a special, Heaven, How I Got Here. It's an account from the thief on the cross. That will be a two-hour presentation during this time slot here on KPDQ. We'll be celebrating Good Friday. And again, celebrating doesn't quite sound right, but I think you understand what I'm what I mean. First, we'll take a look at some of the day's news. Chicago chose a new progressive mayor after booting Lori Lightfoot out of her uh, office. And a tech executive was stabbed to death in a brutal attack in San Francisco after moving out of the area to avoid the crime-ridden city. A Democrat is expected to switch parties to join the GOP, and it could have major implications. We're talking about state representative Tricia Cotham from Charlotte, North Carolina. She's expected to announce her decision on Wednesday, according to Axios, which cited multiple Republicans with knowledge of the decision and the discussions. And if Cotham does follow through, the move could have a major political implications for North Carolina, which is a swing state where Republicans are currently one seat short of a supermajority in the legislature. Liberals gained control of the state Supreme Court ahead of of an abortion ruling. Democrat-backed Milwaukee County Circuit Judge Janet Potassiewicz, or something very like that, has won a crucial seat in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, defeating Republican-backed former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Dan Kelly. The Associated Press called the race just after 9 p.m. on Tuesday. The court will now be controlled 4-3 to by left-leaning justices for at least the next two years. During that time, the court is expected to decide on a pending lawsuit challenging the state's 1849 law banning abortion. Former President uh, Donald Trump pled not guilty in his arraignment hearing. The former president pled not guilty Tuesday to felony charges of falsifying records to hide hush money payments made to suppress potentially damaging allegations during the 2016 presidential campaign. Before his arraignment hearing, Mr. Trump was formally booked and fingerprinted. While the process was routine, the case is anything but. The indictment marks the first time in U.S. history that a former president has faced criminal charges. Donald Trump Jr. said the Ninth Circuit Court just awarded Trump $121,962.56 in in attorney's fees from Stormy Daniels. Order just released. This is in addition to the roughly $500,000 she already owes him. 
Well, President Trump gave a speech from Mar-a-Lago after the arraignment. The former president returned to his estate uh, there to a crowd of cheering supporters in the ballroom where he railed against the election interference being brought by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg over alleged payments that were used as hush money. Trump also called out Bragg for not prosecuting serious crimes committed by everyday New Yorkers, resulting in major crimes being at high levels. The indictment brought by Bragg has been uh, called uh, weak, not just by Trump supporters, but also talking heads at liberal mainstream media outlets as well. There are other um, more serious charges they would suggest probably should have led. Parents were often pressured into transitioning their children to treat gender dysphoria, after which the parents reported worse mental health outcomes for their children, according to a new study. The data collected uh, came from families with children who began to identify as transgender between the ages of 11 and 21. The study found that gender dysphoria impacted girls much more often than boys. Seventy five percent of the gender dysphoric children were biological females. Girls were also much more likely to socially transition or more in order to to match their gender identity. A history of mental health issues was a defining trait of most children who later struggled with gender dysphoria. The U.S. has killed an ISIS leader in Syria. The U.S. military killed the senior Islamic State leader on Monday. U.S. Central Command said on Tuesday, CENTCOM named him Khalid Ayad Ahmad al-Jabari in a statement saying he was responsible for planning Islamic State attacks in Europe and Turkey and developed the group's leadership structure in Turkey. No civilians were killed or injured in the strike, CENTCOM said, adding that Islamic State continues to represent a threat to the region and beyond. Senators are demanding answers about the Chinese spy balloon data transfer. They're ramping up their criticism of the administration's handling of the Chinese spy balloon that flew across the United States following reports that Beijing was able to transmit information it collected in real time. Senator Steve Daines, a Republican from Montana, who'd been outspoken since the balloon was flying over uh, Malmstrom uh, Air Force Base, Um, home of one of the nation's three nuclear missile silo fields, said the report proved the administration mishandled the incident. A Russian defector from Putin's inner circle says our president has become a war criminal. A protection officer who worked directly for Vladimir Putin has defected from Russia, labeling the Kremlin's despot a war criminal for his invasion of Ukraine. Gleb Karak. Karakulov, a 35-year-old captain of the Federal Guard Service known as FGS or FSO, who escaped Russia to the safety via Istanbul. Now he has revealed in an interview that Putin is so paranoid about his personal security, assassination attempts and health that he had uh, has opted to stay in his bunker rather than make regular trips across the country like he used to. Finland has officially joined NATO. Finland joined the um, alliance uh, Tuesday, dealing a major blow to Russian President Vladimir Putin with an historic realignment of Europe's post-Cold War security landscape triggered by Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. And Russia has assumed the presidency at the U.N. Security Council. This is, well, a farce. The Wall Street Journal reports the United Nations has reached another grotesque moral milestone as Vladimir Putin's Russia has assumed the presidency of the Security Council in April. Yes, the country that is bombing cities and civilians in Ukraine and threatening nuclear war takes over the body that is supposed to enforce international norms among nations. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll continue our look at some of the day's headlines and coming up in the... uh, 
latter half of this first hour, Jason Koash, author of A Recipe for Biblical Success. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Coming up in our next couple of segments, a conversation with Jason Koash. He's the author of A Recipe for Biblical Success. While U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he hosted Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen in California today, uh, becoming the most senior U.S. figure to meet a Taiwanese leader on U.S. soil in decades and stressed the need to speed up arms deliveries to Taiwan in the face of increasing threats from China. By the way, that was Wednesday. A China foreign ministry spokesperson quickly denounced the meeting, accusing the United States of colluding with separatists seeking Taiwanese independence and saying that for a long time it had breached its commitments over the island. Stanford University President Mark Teaser Levine has vowed to protect free speech and open expression after Fifth Circuit Judge Kyle Duncan was verbally accosted by student protesters and a diversity administrator. Duncan, a Trump appointee, was invited last month to deliver remarks at an event hosted by the school's Federalist Society chapter, but was shouted down by leftist protesters who call the federal judge a liar and scumbag. When he called for a school administrator to defuse the incident, Stanford Law School Dean of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, Tieran Steinbach, added to the students' complaints by lecturing Duncan and claiming he was fomenting division. California public schools experienced a massive decline in student enrollment as families evacuate the blue states. Public school enrollment in California declined by nearly 40,000 students during the 2022-23 school year as the state continues to grapple with the effects of net loss migration as residents move to other states. The Florida Senate approved a bill Tuesday that will prohibit minors from having gender reassignment surgery, hormone therapy, as well as stopping them from accessing puberty blockers. In addition, the bill also sets new rules for adults who want to receive gender reassignment surgery, forcing them to request the surgery and official paperwork from the Florida Department of Health. State legislatures in Kansas and Arkansas both approved separate legislation on Tuesday to ensure that people are only allowed to use public restrooms that correspond with their biological sex. The Arkansas bill will expand the definition of sexual indecency with a child to make it a misdemeanor for an adult to enter a bathroom or changing room that does not correspond with their biological sex if they enter the room for the purpose of arousing or gratifying a sexual desire while minors are present. The Kansas legislation, meanwhile, is aimed at maintaining separate spaces between biological men and women in bathrooms. The legislation includes accommodations for some intersex people. The United States flew nuclear-capable B-52 bombers to the Korean Peninsula again on Wednesday in a show of strength against North Korea amid concerns that the North might conduct a nuclear test. The long-range bombers took part in a joint aerial drill with U.S. and South Korean fighter jets over the Korean Peninsula, South Korea's defense ministry said. It said it was the first deployment of a U.S. B-52 bomber to a peninsula the peninsula in a month. The South Korean and U.S. militaries have been expanding their combined military drills in response to North Korea's nuclear and missile threats. Members of the Ontario Legislative Assembly are pushing a bill that would create, let's see, two SLGBTQI plus community safety zones where offensive remarks about gay people would be prohibited within 100 meters and could lead to a fine of up to $25,000. The Protecting 2SLGBTQI Plus Communities Act is being proposed by um, uh, Q 
Kirsten Wong Tam, who is a member of the New Democratic Party of Ontario. Wong Tam's bill would allow that the Attorney General of Ontario to designate physical addresses in the province uh, for this uh, zone for a specified period of time. During the time of safety zone is in effect, uh, harassment, intimidation and hate speech within 100 meters of the designated address could receive a provincial fine of up to twenty five thousand dollars. How the general public is informed about when these zones that are apparently um, can be imposed and lifted at at uh, random uh, is not clear from the legislation. Children's toy company Build-A-Bear announced the launch of a special bear in cooperation with television personality and world famous drag queen RuPaul. RuPaul worked with Build-A-Bear to create a children's toy ready for an elegance, uh, eleganza extravaganza, the RuPaul teddy bear. Mm. On Monday, Florida joined 25 other states as Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law a bill that makes the Sunshine State a constitutional carry state. National Rifle Association Interim Executive Director Randy Kozak celebrated the development by stating, we thank God DeSantis, uh, we thank Governor DeSantis rather for his support of self-defense and Second Amendment laws and for prioritizing the safety and security of Florida residents. President Biden is traveling around the country this week in an effort to tout his economic accomplishments. The trouble is these accomplishments, uh, which amount to funneling billions of taxpayer dollars into his green uh, dream energy sector, are not producing the promised returns. Indeed, China may be benefiting most from the the green boondoggle. According to the most recent report on U.S. manufacturing, the nation is at its lowest output level since 2009, excluding the 2020 pandemic year. The PMI index measured U.S. uh, uh, manufacturing at 46.3, with any... with any measurement below 50 indicating a decline. This is what happens when a political agenda usurps sound and principled commitment to free market capitalism. California dreaming ain't what it used to be as the Golden State's green dream is more the stuff of nightmares. The climate activist's goal is to make California carbon neutral, including mandating all new vehicles sold in the state be electric by 2030. Well, of course, only raise power demands and prices along with it. The problem is that California's current power grid isn't equipped to handle the massively increased load required to change all charge rather all those EVs. This means that the state's power grid must be upgraded, and according to the California Independent System Operator, it will cost residents $9.3 billion. And this is on top of the state's already spiking electricity costs, which have jumped 80% since 2008 and are up 15% in the last year alone. Soon California residents will be shelling out even more of their hard-earned dollars for even less reliable electricity. What a green new deal this promises to be. How bad is America's obesity problem? Well, so bad that it's becoming an existential threat to our national security. A recent study commissioned by the Pentagon found that 77 percent of recruitment age young Americans are not mentally or physically fit enough for military service. Some 11 percent are disqualified solely due to being too fat. Another 8 percent for drug abuse and 7 percent for poor mental and physical health. Of the 77 percent, 44 percent have multiplied disqualify or have multiple disqualifying issues to make matters worse. The administration is pushing leftist woke DEI ideology in the military, serving to further undercut recruitment. Family members of those who were massacred in the 2017 First Baptist Church in the small town of Sutherland Springs have reached a tentative settlement with the Justice Department for one hundred and forty four million dollars. 
26 people were killed that day by a crazed individual and former Air Force member who had been dishonorably discharged. Following an investigation, U.S. District Judge Xavier Rodriguez ruled that the Air Force was 60 percent liable for the crime due to its failure to submit the preparatory uh, felony assault conviction to the national database. President Biden is delaying his reelection announcement. Will he or won't he? Ever since Joe Biden took office, pundits have debated whether or not he cl- is clearly mentally diminishing. Now, an octogenarian who um, uh, would last his first term, let alone run for reelection, thus for having um, survived his uh, first two years and with Vice President Kamala Harris showing no signs of improving her low popularity numbers. Will the president seek reelection? Well, an answer to that question has been put off until at least the fall. Tennessee GOP moves to expel three Democrats who joined protesters during the state's uh, capital storming. One has officially been um, has been banished or expelled. U.S. job vacancies fall to the lowest level since 2021. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has filed to run for president in 2024. Yes, as a Democrat. SPLC is going to face the music for hate group defamation as a lawsuit clears major hurdle. And Michigan governor signs a bill to implement abortions up to birth. Kansas bans um, male athletes from women's sports as the legislature overrides the governor's veto. And Idaho and Indiana governors sign bills prohibiting gender reassignment surgeries for minors. A study confirms trans social contagion theory and libs lose it after Twitter slaps NPR with a state affiliated media label. I don't know what else it would be labeled. Iran and Saudi Arabia agree to restore ties at talks in Beijing. On this day in history, 1896, the first modern Olympic Games formally opens in Athens, Greece. 1909, American explorer Robert Peary and Matthew Henson and four Inuits. Uh, they become the first men to reach the North Pole. 1917, the United States enters World War I as the House joins the Senate in approving a declaration of war against Germany that is then signed by President Woodrow Wilson. 1954, Senator Joseph McCarthy uh, responding to CBS newsman Edward R. Morrow's broadside against him on See It Now, says in remarks filmed for the program that Morrow has in the past engaged in propaganda for communist causes. 1965, the United States launches the um, Instalite uh, 1, also known as Early Bird Communication Satellite, into geosynchronous orbit. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Up next, Jason Koash, a recipe for biblical success. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Money, position, title, power, influence. The world sees success as a wild series of badges, accomplishments, accolades, and economic prosperity. We clamor to be noticed, to be loved, to find happiness. Well, the world's measure of success has never been remotely the same as Christianity. In fact, Jesus called us to be of no reputation, to serve and to give freely, to consider outcasts and orphans, and worst of all, to die to self. Well, what kind of formula for success is that? Well, in his book, A Recipe for Biblical Success, 
pastor and author Jason Koash. He outlines the dichotomy between God's values and worldly values. He methodically identifies the core values that set Bible-believing Christians apart, or at least it should. What is biblical success? Well, my guest, Pastor Jason Koash, attended Taylor University, where he played soccer and later graduated from uh, Karen University with a degree in biblical studies and added a master's degree from Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary. He launched Wellspring Church in Toms River, New Jersey, and serves as lead pastor. He is a part-time missionary in Converge, um, Brazil, and helps serve their church planting efforts as well. He joins us today to talk about his book, which is, um, well, pretty significant, a, re- a recipe for biblical success. Pastor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, this is such a timely book because there's so much emphasis on success, and it's not always uh, de- defined in a way that um, we as believers necessarily recognize, but the scriptures are very clear mm-hmm. about what it's supposed to be. Uh, again, there's a very, oh, very yeah. there's a marked difference between the world's view of it and what the scriptures have to say. What are some of the biggest differences? Well, I think it's what we are striving for, and so worldly some elements of worldly success isn't isn't wrong, but it's a matter of priorities and focus. And so, uh, yeah, I I mean I see I see biblical success is uh, when God's ways and God's heart become my way and my heart, and striving to be more like Jesus. And uh, when the world says, like you were saying, money, position, power, all of those things, uh, God can grant those things, but never at the expense of Christ likeness. I'm studying the, uh, the the book of Jeremiah, and he was called as a young man and served for 40 years. Uh, his life was a misery by the world's standards, but he was obedient to yeah. the letter, everything that God called him to. What is success as God defines it? I think when we face any kind of challenge or pushback, we tend to think, well, maybe we're a failure or maybe we've fallen short. Or if we're not happy, that somehow means we're not successful. What does God have to say about it? How does he define it? I think it's it's literally doing it his way and seeking him first and, and foremost. And so, uh, you know, think about like, you know, your example and another example in the Old Testament is, uh, is Gideon, mm-hmm. um, you know, by, you know, what you're saying, Gideon was a complete failure when he cut his army down to 300. Uh, that is stupid and not practical, but it's what Christ said or what God told him to do. And so in that regards, he was a complete success uh, in, in all areas. Um, so it's, it's doing it God's ways, um, which are not the world's ways. It's why, it's why Joshua marched around a city blowing trumpets as a military, uh, <laughs> as strategy. A military strategy uh, because it's simply what Jesus said to do. So, so essentially, <laughs> obedience is what what defines success in the life of a believer. Yes, yeah. And that's like, that's so that's the tough thing about the book, is everything I describe in there, um, it's not it's not sexy by nature, but I, I'm, a, I'm a wildly driven person, and it's so easy to lose sight of character in a, in a pursuit of honoring God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's such an ironic thing. Uh, but I'm a pastor. I love big numbers. I love counting seats. I love counting offering. I love all of those metrics that would make me feel success. Uh, but is that success in God's eyes? Um, isn't there more to that? And so as a driven Christian, it's, it's sadly easy to lose sight of Christ in our driven natures. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. You write that the wrong views can lead to wrong conclusions. Explain what that means, because I think that's really uh, essential for us to understand whether or not we're on the narrow way or we're walking that wide path. Yeah, and so I uh, I started a church, and uh, and we started with just under 600 people. And so right away, we birthed a teenager with infant maturity, and so... Uh, so much was going on early, early, you know, year or so of our church that we could look at all the numbers and say, hey, we were a success. Um, then then COVID happens. We had a church, but we, we can look at other things. And if I don't look at things the way God looks at them, uh, then there's going to be moments where I have the numbers, I have the offering um, or I have the big house or God gave me the bonus. And all of a sudden, I'm striving after things that God never told me to strive after. And I start to feel like a success when God doesn't see, uh, see success. Uh, and so it was just looking at character and things that matter to God and saying that's actually the measuring stick um, and to have the right view in mind. So. You write about steadfast love and um, that it's a conscious choice that we have to make. Uh, talk a little bit about the essential nature of steadfast love that can help keep us going the right way and to pursue the kind of success that God is calling us to. Yeah, so steadfast. So it's, this is the whole book is uh, I, I woke up one morning kind of down and out and uh, feeling like a failure. Um, and uh, and so God rocked me with uh, Proverbs 3, 3 through 4, which let not steadfast love. It, it starts with that. Uh, and so steadfast love being an ingredient of success, I, I really thought through that in steadfast love. There's two words there. I get love. Love can be done in a singular act, uh, but steadfast love cannot be. You cannot prove to your spouse that you are steadfast in love with one single act. It is, a, it is day in and day out. It's continual acts of love that will prove you to be steadfast. And it's, and it's a, for Christ, it's a generational love that has been there since the beginning of time. Uh, and so to that point, I cannot look at my wife and tell her I love her uh, because I gave her a diamond ring uh, 14 years ago. And if that's the only thing I can point to, then I have failed. Um, and I'm not a loving person. So mm-hmm. I think that's the word steadfast is the critical word there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was really profound when you wrote that you can't know what God wants from us, from me, if I don't know God. Um, How do we Mm -hmm. get to know God so that we um, are certain that we understand what he wants? I mean, so that is, you know, some of the basic tenets of uh, of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am uh, I'm still a pastor and uh, it is it is ironic to me how many people uh, love Jesus, yet are confused by Jesus, and don't read their Bibles. It's so simple, right? But as you talk to people that are mature in their faith, they literally open the Word of God. Um, and so you want to know God, you want to know His heart, well, then read the book that He left for us, uh, or hang out with His people at church, um, or um, listen to music that talks about um, you know, the loving nature of Christ. And so those are, those are just, you know, some basic things, but 
Um, it's so it's so easy to not know God through simply being uh, ignorant or choosing to ignore nor the ignore the obvious ways in which God has made himself known. Mm-hmm. In the first part of the book, you write, as I mentioned, about steadfast love, uh, uh, mm-hmm. faithfulness, commitment, um, heart, and yep. you offer a biblical case study in each one of these areas. Kind of describe how the yep. book is structured to help us go deeper. Yeah. So I start, so that verse, Proverbs 3, 3 through 4, the, the first half of it lays out those, uh, those four ingredients. And so I looked at this as uh, four ingredients. Uh, I, one of, uh, one of my mentors told me once that I was high strung and needed a hobby. Um, and so I, I took up baking uh, because I couldn't use my cell phone while I was baking. Um, and I make killer chocolate chip mint brownie cookies. Um, and so uh, I just saw this whole verse unpack itself like, hey, there are four ingredients. You put it into a blender, you put it into the oven, and then you expect certain things to come out. So if I put carrots into the blender, I'm kind of expecting a carrot cake, not chocolate chip cookies. Uh, and so the way it's broken down is so I, I break out steadfast love, the ingredient. I explain it from God's perspective. I give... Uh, seven different marks of somebody that would be crushing it in those four areas. Uh, and then I conclude those chapters with how Jesus embodied uh, this, uh, this characteristic. Uh, and then the biblical case study is looking at uh, somebody or a piece of scripture that talks about uh, in more in depth uh, this, uh, this ingredient. And so uh, like we looked at Hosea and how the people of Israel were saying, hey, God, like we're in trouble. Um, we, uh, we're going to sacrifice. We're going to wait it out. And God's like, no, I want your steadfast love. I don't want you just to prove it once in one time. I want, I want it for all. Um, and we do the same thing for uh, what the results are, because in that verse it says, so that you may find favor and good success with God and man. Uh, and so we give a we give a biblical case study for what favor is, what success with God is, and what success with uh, with man is, and then conclude it with um, some some words on success and favor, since that is so um, uh, misunderstood in our in yeah. our Christian culture. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Pastor Jason Koash. He is the author of A Recipe for Biblical Success. We'll continue our conversation in a moment, but I need to take a quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Continuing my conversation with uh, Jason Koash. He is the, um, uh, he launched, I should say, Wellspring Church in Toms River, New Jersey. He serves as lead pastor there. He's also a part-time missionary in Converge, Brazil, where he helps serve their church planting efforts. We're talking about his book, A Recipe for Biblical Success. Uh, which is a great read to help us distinguish between uh, success in our culture today and success according to God's word. We talked a little bit about um, the the four major subjects that you cover, steadfast love, faithfulness, commitment, and heart. In the area of faithfulness, what's the link between struggling with faithfulness and struggling with forgetfulness? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, if there ever was a case study on that one, it's the nation of Israel, and uh, that that is one of the things that uh, through studying for the book and um, writing the book, it is so important to put markers in your life that will help you remember um, the faithfulness of God. 
Um, and so uh, Israel constantly was commanded to do things like Karens and uh, like take things out of the water when after uh, before the, the the seas or the river went back to where it was. Um, and so it is so important, you know, teach, teach the generations all that God had done so that they will be faithful. And, um, Israel would forget my, my favorite, my favorite one about forgetting is when Israel was getting the, the 10 commandments, um, they had forgotten, um, God's nature. I think we're experiencing some technical difficulties. Are you there? Okay, apparently we have been disconnected. We've been talking with Pastor Jason Koash. He's the author of A Recipe for Biblical Success, in which he um, talks about the difference between what the world embraces and what God defines as biblical success. Steadfast love, faithfulness, commitment, and heart are four of the major subjects that he covers. But in uh, part two of the book, he also talks about the results of biblical success and concludes the book by listing Two simple priorities that we ought to embrace. We're trying to get him back on the phone. Uh, the book, by the way, is uh, published by Karis and is available uh, where books are sold. We have Pastor um, Koash back. Okay, there he is. All right, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, I'm glad to have you back. I apologize. Um, uh, I'm uh, yeah. So my uh, I was talking about Egypt and uh, and the Israelites and just how when they were getting the Ten Commandments. They forgot about their God and then took the gold that God gave them and made an idol. Um, and so it's a, just stressing the importance of remembering God's, God's faithfulness to us to drive our faithfulness towards him. So. What are some of the specific marks of, and characteristics of faithful people? Faithful is, is kind of, it has a similar characteristic to, uh, to that of steadfast, steadfast people. It is that, uh, it is that consistency, um, day in and day out, similar to steadfast. You cannot prove that you are faithful uh, over <laughs> overnight. Um, you need to do it day in uh, and day out. Uh, and so some of the things that we look at as marks, um, whenever I, I put in those marks in those chapters, I have a group of really faithful Christians that are a part of my church and just in my life. Uh, and so I would text them uh, when writing these chapters and say, hey, if, if you think of somebody that's a super faithful Christian, um, what do you expect to see in their lives? Uh, and so things like faithful and little. If you are a faithful person, you're not going to be faithful just with a huge crowd. Um, you're going to be faithful with the individuals. Um, and so that's uh, that's a pretty a pretty obvious one that's listed throughout Scripture. But things like stewardship, uh, one of the marks I said also in that one um, is uh, that someone who's a faithful Christian probably welcomes intrusion into their lives. Uh, that they are willing to let people in and willing to let people talk to them and point things out. Uh, and so uh, that is I I. Speak kind of wrote that speaking a little bit into culture mm -hmm. where if I want to be a faithful person, uh, I can be all about my social media. Um, I can be all about those things. And ironically, I want, I want to go viral. Um, but really faithful people, um, they want to go viral for the right reasons and not, uh, not just because they become a headline for all the wrong reasons. And so just the point of, 
I don't want to live. I don't want to be like culture where I'm trying to go viral, but yet I also want to be communicating. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. I want some people in my life that, yeah, it is their business and they can call me out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You also write about commitment and suggest it's about a matter of priorities, um, which in a a culture like ours, where we're driven by feelings, um, talk a bit about commitment and uh, how priorities can help us to, first of all, determine whether or not we are living a committed life that's pleasing to God or if we have our priorities in the wrong order. Yeah, uh, I, I lead an organization and priorities are much of what um, is a big part of it. There are, you know, so using the organization thing, it's true of the Christian life. There are certain things that are true of all Christians. Uh, there are certain things that are true of all churches. Um, but then God has called Christ, certain Christians to prioritize other things. Um, I prioritize a church in New Jersey. Um, you're not called to do that, and that's a good thing. You're called to be a radio host. Um, and so when we when we have our priorities in order, we're we're sensing God out. We know His what He's called us and how we're unique. Um, and so uh, in my life, my family has written up a family mission statement. We have uh, five, I think it's five family values. Uh, and it's one of our values is fitness, and it's why we we play sports and try to shine for Jesus while we're on a sports field. Um, and um, it also means that there's certain things that we say no to. And so priorities just help us to know what God is calling us to commit to um, beyond the the basics of the Christian faith, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The other subject that you uh, cover thoroughly is the subject of heart. And you make reference to King David. He was called a man after God's own heart. And while he was a flawed man in many ways, what made him special to God? And what can we learn from his life uh, that, you know, as we want to honor him? So one of the things that stood out to me, I've always loved David. Uh, when I got in a lot of trouble in high school, my uh, my mom made me read uh, Chuck Swindoll's book on David um, <laughs> to, to help me rebound. Um, and uh, and so uh, always always have loved David. David was a guy that could uh, kill people in the morning and play the harp in the afternoon. You know, like he he was an interesting dude. Uh, what I love about him, yes, he's a man after God's own heart. Uh, I couldn't think of, and I still ponder this, I can't think of a, a repeated sin in David's life. Um, he did some really stupid things, uh, but when he owned it, he owned it. And um, like even his affair with Bathsheba, it's later in his life where he's on his deathbed, um, where he has a maidservant waiting on him, and the way he postures himself in the maidservant shows that, like, man, he's learned something, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to even flirt with temptation, if you will. Um, and so um, I think, yeah, it's owning, it's owning our stuff as flawed humans, and then if, we're, if we are um, broken and contrite, we strive never to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so much more in the book that I wish we had time to talk about. Again, it's titled Mm -hmm. A Recipe for Biblical Success. I would recommend it. And I thank you for writing it and challenging us Mm -hmm. uh, to consider what the scriptures have to say about success so that we can measure where we stand and make the appropriate adjustments. Pastor Koash, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Hey, we've got news and traffic coming up at the top of the hour and an Easter special edition of the Christian Outlook. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. 
If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at GRice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.